Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Day in the Life of Zori podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I apologize for the delay in posting a second episode for this season, but of course, we are in full swing of back to school, and we just had to take a little bit of time to get our girls acquainted back to school. They're going to two separate schools, and you already know if you're a parent um, or if you remember your childhood and how chaotic and crazy it is to send these kids back to school. We are finishing up the second week of back to school, and we have a seventh grader and a preschooler, and it's just been very interesting getting uh, adapted to new routines and new sleeping patterns and whatnot, but all good, all good. I did want to go ahead and just share a couple of things um, since it is back to school season, September, fall. Um, just a couple of points on back to school. So if you are a parent or, or aunt, uncle, big brother, big sister, two kids in school, um, just a couple of things to remember. One, first and foremost, I always pray over my kids to ensure that they are safe and that they are kept healthy throughout the entire school year, that things go smoothly, that they are protected and kept safe in their school environment, that they are not subject to any bullying or harassment of any kind. And of course, I also pray for all of the teachers, educators, administrators, staff that have to do anything with my kids um, in terms of their schooling. And I do this every every year, every day, as, as many times as I can remember to do it. Um, and sometimes I think we, we become very center focused on our own children only and forget that there are kids that are going through situations in our kids' classrooms. Um, that our kids may not necessarily be privy to in terms of what's going on, but they are surrounded by kids that may not be at the same advantage as our kids have. Like our girls have everything they could literally need for school. The teachers sent home lists just a couple days prior to school and we went back out to the store to pick up all of the supplies. And I know that not every single family has the capacity or is in a place to be able to afford or get all of the supplies and things that kids need in order to have a solid education. And is education the supplies? No, but do the supplies help obtain that education? Absolutely. And as part of our family routine and what we do for our kids and our kids' schools, this year it's two schools. I send extra supplies with my oldest all the time. If she needs four folders, I'll buy six, eight folders and send them in with her and say, if you see anybody that needs the supplies, give it to them. If the teacher has a space to collect additional supplies for anybody that needs them, give it to the teacher. I send wipes. I send boxes of tissues with my kids to school. And some of you might think, well, that's a little bit much. The school should supply some of these items. You're correct. Yes, the school will supply tissues. The school probably supplies uh, wipes. But we know, I mean, if you have been around kids, you know how incredibly messy kids are. It's the fall. Ragweed ragweed season is upon us and allergies are rampant. My kids suffer from allergies, which means they might go through more tissues than normal. And sometimes the school supplied items are not necessarily the nicest quality items. Um, So, you know, their noses get scratched up from wiping, you know, 80,000 times a day because of their runny noses or their allergies or sneezing or whatever it may be. So I send, you know, nice quality tissues that I would buy from my own home. I send them to school for the kids to use. Um, My kids are there 
for most of their waking hours during the school day. Let's be realistic. From the time that they get up and we send them off to school, they're there for the bulk of their waking hours, Monday through Friday. These educators, staff, teachers, everyone that has any involvement in my kids' education deserves to ensure that their classroom is fully stocked and all supplies are in place for the betterment of the entire class, the enrichment of the class. If somebody's missing tissues and the teacher has to interrupt their day to try and locate some other alternative for tissues, that's an interruption to the entire class, including my child. Um, I like to be able to connect with the teachers and I implore the teachers, please tell me if there's anything else that you need for the classroom, non-traditional supplies that may be necessary for your classroom to help enhance the student experience. And does this mean that I have eons of dollars to put towards this cause? Absolutely not. But if it's something amenable that we can easily take care of for our child's classroom, we will. Last year, I was able to supply some uh, Montessori supplies as well as some additional books for STEM and science, which the kids in my daughter's class absolutely loved. And the teacher could not believe that I was able to buy her these books because they weren't necessarily on the cheap side. And I bought them over the course of time. It's not like I did one lump order, but I was able to fill that need and that void to bring in additional supplies for my child's classroom. And I think that sometimes when we look at teachers, one, we belittle that particular role in our society, which is the maker of all the other professions. Let's be realistic. Teachers are the ones that instill that passion of learning into our children to be able to become the lawyers, the attorneys, the doctors, the psychologists, the, you know, the, the engineers. All of these things are stemmed from the love of learning and the passion that they have learned along the way from teachers and educators such as the ones that your child may be in their classroom today. Um, not just because I have a sister that is an educator and have many friends that work in the education field. Um, it is a job that I personally know that I could never complete, um, especially working with children. I can certainly mold minds of adults and influence adults. I am not equipped to mold the minds of children nor deal with the everyday happenings of children um, of any age. So these are people that have taken this path to enrich the lives of children everywhere. And this is particularly meaningful for me. And I don't know if you tap into social media, but I, I, have, um, I have TikTok. And on my TikTok, I follow several teachers. And they share so many wonderful things that they have implemented in their classrooms. Teachers that have supply closets, that have food pantries for their students and that they ensure that they know that there's a handful of students in their classroom that really have a difficult time or maybe the only meals they really get that are hot meals are at school and they ensure that these students take food for the weekends, for the evenings, um, to, for themselves, for their families, for their siblings. There are teachers that have hair supplies that brush students' hair and ensure that they feel um, well-kept and clean and put together to be able to come to school every single day. And it is seeing these stories that truly compels me even more to further advocate for being a, a member of your student community, of your school community, to be an active participant in your child's education, not just by sending and sending all the supplies, because yes, we do that. And we did that for some time until we had 
the capabilities to be able to attend more things in school, but we were always, always engaged and connected to the school community. And now even more so, I am very passionate and advocate for that. And I instill in you, my listeners, that if you have kids, if you have nieces, nephews, whatever it may be, please engage yourself in that student and school community and ensure that you find camaraderie among the peers um, of parents that you have. Your kids are in school with these kids for the bulk of their weekdays and this is where their friends are. You want to get to learn and know the families that your children's friends come from, that your their peers come from. You want to get to know and connect with the families, the parents, and understand the varied backgrounds that you might have in that one particular classroom for your child. Um, sometimes we take for granted the fact that kids are surrounded by people of different um, ethnicities, different religions, different um, different customs. And there's so many things that our kids are potentially exposed to, not bad things, but just things that are different that we may not even be aware of. So I have my daughter in preschool and I know that she's got friends that um, are of different religions and practice different customs and have different um, traditions that they do. And, And she will come home and share some of the cool different things that they do or maybe different things that they wear on specific days. And I, I find it fascinating because kids don't come with that prejudgmental, preconceived notion that something is different, therefore it's bad. Kids are just open, welcoming, beautiful little souls. They just welcome and embrace their friends for whatever they are. And they don't even think twice. This week in particular, I will share... I was having a conversation with my oldest daughter and she came home just so excited. She said, mom, I've made some friends They're, You know, I, I met three friends that are girls and, you know, they're really nice and whatever. I met them in class and homeroom or whatever. And then we were talking and she's telling me, you know, she's telling me their names and I'm trying to kind of pinpoint and figure out, you know, and then I asked her, I said, well, like what, you know, what is their race or nationality? And she said, I don't know. She's like, why would I ask or care? And honestly, that was a teaching moment for me because growing up, I we grew up in the in in the generation where you wanted to know the nationality and background of the friends that your kids were having. It's like, oh well, where are they from? You know, or what do they do? Or what's their nationality? You know, are they Christian? Are they not? Whatever. And these are aspects, of course, that may potentially be hindering to a friendship but really as kids we didn't think of any difference really being pertinent for me not to be friends with them and here was my daughter showing me the prime example that she's not even concerned with asking the question being curious about the background or nationality or ethnicity of her or her newfound friends and I found that to be such a cool teaching moment, not that I discriminate in any way, shape, or form, because I don't, I have friends of all different types of nationalities and ethnicities, and I love them all, but I just, I'm always curious about people's background, and I think, I think of it in it, in the sense that I want to know what, like, traditions and what your culture is like, and I'm just a very inquisitive person, so in my mind, it didn't seem so bad, but when I said it out loud and she responded in the way that she did, I said, well, maybe that it's not 
a polite question to ask. Um, obviously, I wouldn't come off the gate and ask somebody, well, what nationality or ethnicity are you? But as you get to know people, you'll want to know their background and, and their culture and, and you know, what, what they where they come from, what makes them them. And I just think it's so cool that this was the prime example of, of just how innocent and how pure kids' hearts are. And we as adults are the ones that influence and change that and turn certain things into negatives into in our children's minds and hearts. Kids are not born with preconceived notions about being racist, of being um, prejudiced against any type of person. They love their friends, regardless of shape, size, color, race, ethnicity, whatever it may be. Um, they don't care. They are just happy to make a friend. They're happy to have somebody that shares maybe common interests, common likes that, you know, they get to spend time with. We know that they're in school. So obviously the school community is very easy to make friends with the people that you see most frequently in your classes. So it was a very, very cool experience. And I just, you know, when I, when I think about that and just the beauty of, of just the diverse friendships that my, my, at least my oldest, my youngest is still very small, but my oldest has been able to make over the years, and I just love that there is no disparity between race, color, ethnicity, religion, sex. It doesn't matter. She just loves her friends. She finds common ground with them on interests and likes and things that they share and bond over, and I just think it's so beautiful that that's how, um, you know, the, the true value and depth of friendship is, is evolving in her. She's 12, and I just think it's very, very cool um, to see how that's like developed in her. And she's like, I don't even care. Like if they're just my friends. Um, so that's just a very cool lesson. Just a quick reminder to be kind, to be courteous, to be respectful, and to understand that there will be different religions and exposure, um, to other things for our children while they are in school. And it's just important for us to one, educate ourselves before we jump to any, uh, conclusions on anything that we do not know or are not familiar with ourselves. And of course, to just ensure that we are an active participant in that school community to know what the composite of the school community is, because sometimes we go in and we, you know, we might be expecting, you know, I, my youngest goes to a school where there's quite a bit of, of Latino students, but there's also quite a diverse group of, uh, nationalities gathered in the school um, building and I just think it's so cool when I when we do have events in the school or have events that the family's invited to I love seeing the diversity in her classroom and her families and the friends um, that she's made and the same goes with my oldest daughter and I'm very excited because this year she gets to go to a larger school and there's a bigger campus and I'm very excited next week they're supposed to have an open house and I look forward to being able to see and meet some of the families and students um, and even the teachers, and just to kind of get a gist of what everyone brings to the table and the diversity that my my child will be exposed to this school year. And I'm just very excited about all of that. So again, just to return to the back to school mindset, just ensure that we are just one instilling positivity with our children on returning back to school, the importance of education. For my oldest, she knows her job is education. Her job is to go to school and learn and do her very best at school. That is her main priority and job at this point in time at her being 12 years old. Also being an active participant in the school community is a priority for myself, for my husband, to be in the know, to be connected in every form that we can, to ensure that we don't miss any communications, that we are involved and can you know actively participate in any of the activities or things that are happening in the school. 
of course, is this feasible for every single time, every opportunity? No, but there are opportunities that myself and my husband have now that we have somewhat flexible working schedules. And I definitely intend to take full advantage of that flexibility to be able to be present and participate in my children's education this year. Um, secondly, I want you to remember and support your educators, the teachers that are directly working with your children, the administration, the staff. Keep open lines of communication. Communication in every relationship is key. And we need to remember to keep open lines of communication. Don't come in, you know, guns a-blazing, pardon the pun, guns a-blazing or prejudgmental or with preconceived notions about what, you know, what should be happening. We really need to get a clear understanding of what the communication is coming from the school. If there's something that we're not liking or we need to see an improvement on, we need to find proper, respectful ways to communicate that information to the school, the administration, the staff, the teachers, whatever it may be. Um, but keep those open lines of communication. That is the most important thing, especially when it comes to our child's education, that we are keeping open lines of communication, know where, who to contact, what to do, how to engage um, when necessary. Of course, keep tabs on those kids and their friendships and, and ensure that they are feeling safe and welcomed and protected in their school environment. And of course, just be respectful of, you know, all the families that you might encounter and know that everybody's not in the same starting point, but the goal is that we finish at the same ending point, right? At the end of the school year, we want all of the kids to succeed, to have done well throughout the year and learned all the material and content they're supposed to learn for this year. Um, I want the kids to all be strong and healthy. I want them to feel safe healthy, protected in their school environment. And that's not just for my own individual children, but for their peers, their classmates, their educators. I want everyone to have a safe and happy and healthy school year. So that is just my friendly two cents on back to school time. I love education. I am an avid learner. I love to hear all the ongoings, all the things that my kids are learning. And I'm ever so interested in seeing how education continues to evolve for our students and I hope that you are interested and find interest. And if you're not like super keen on education or learning yourself, because I know my husband's not a super avid learner like I am, I love to, you know, get all the information and be in there. We have different approaches to that. And that's okay. You don't need to be, you know, you don't need to be interested in going to school yourself. But definitely pay attention and pay interest to that education and the tidbits that the kids share about school, what they really like, what they um you know, sometimes there's classes that they dread. Just kind of feel them out and always have a positive, encouraging word for your kids. Um, always remember that our words matter. They're not just cast away by the wind. Our words have depth and they can influence and mold the minds of our kids and the mindset that they have around school and education. So with that, friends, I want to just thank you for tuning in again just remind you to pray and cover your children in prayer. They're your peers, their educators, their staff, bus drivers, crosswalk um, people, all the people involved in your child's education that you pray and bless and um, pray over them and cover them as well because they are there with our kids day to day. And of course, just have a fantastic and awesome school year. I hope that your kids are doing well, that they thrive and that they succeed. Um, that they are healthy, and that they just find their love and passion for learning. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in. I appreciate you being graceful with me on the delay of posting my podcast. I promise to try and get more on a regular schedule, but have a fantastic and blessed day. Take care. Bye-bye.